From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, with the federal election due in May, Ipswich City Council is again sizing up big-ticket projects needed to support population growth and the need for cash from the Commonwealth Government. What's on the list and why the need to lobby for federal money? It's Wednesday, April 6, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. It's been said before, but probably needs repeating. Local councils only collect about 3% of taxes, with the Commonwealth collecting the lion's share at around 81% and state governments 16%. These are the numbers according to ABS data for the 2019-2020 year. With this in mind, it should be no surprise that Ipswich City Council is keen to get support for infrastructure to match population growth. Ipswich Mayor Theresa Harding joins the show to explain which projects deserve more attention and funding support needed from the federal government. Thank you for joining the show, Mayor Harding. Oh, thank you for the invitation, Alan. You've released several priorities for funding in the lead-up to the federal election. Can we start with the waste and circular economy transformation? In simple terms, what is it and why does the city need the money? Well, at the moment, we have 42% of the state's waste coming to Ipswich and the people of Ipswich aren't getting any benefits from it. So we wish to look at how can we be better at recycling and how can we generate that into jobs for local people as well. So there's, there's certainly federal and state government um, targets for recycling and the circular economy. So we're looking at how can we recycle things. So the, the money that we're asking for here is for a material recovery facility. And that's a very fancy way of saying tip out your yellow uh, lid bin and sort it out to your, your glass, uh, you know, your cardboard, your paper and your, your metal. And basically a material recovery facility does that sorting and packages it up so it can be on sale to manufacturers. So it's true recycling and a true circular economy. So we're best placed for that. And currently we're working with Logan and Redland City Councils to have a joint material recovery facility. The others on your list have been around for about 10 or 20 years. One of those is the Norman Street Bridge project. Initially, I don't think there was much public support 20 years ago, but my take on it now is that public opinion has very much changed, very much in favour of a second and new bridge, simply because the David Trumpy Bridge needs help. Where, where is that at? Yeah, look, I think so. I mean, our studies show that in 2015 we grew out of that. So, And I think the IGO stuff was done in 2016. Look, I think in the past we, all we've had is pretty pictures. What we're doing is actually the business cases. So we know from the business case that improving our road safety will save the local economy about $34 million a year by having that bridge. We also need a second river crossing that's a flood immune, as we can see from the recent floods. More importantly, we do need a, an alternative route for 20000 cars and vehicles uh, per day by 2026. So this is quite an urgent one. We are putting it up to Infrastructure Australia for funding. It does sit on local and state government roads. So it is a, a local and state government responsibility, but we are putting up the case to the federal government to support us here. Critical and enabling infrastructure. Fancy speak for something. I'm not sure what. Can you explain what that is? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we have a number of highways. You talked about being 20 years. Oh, for instance, the Cunningham Highway. I think they're about to uh, mint off a few badges, uh, a Jubilee badge for 25 years since the first business case for the upgrade at Amberley. Um, we know the Warragul Highway at Mount Crosby is well overdue and TMR are back to the drawing board with better designs. We also know just with the population growth through through Springfield and that, that corridor to Ripley that the Centenary Highway will need a duplication. And finally, the Ripley Valley Priority Development Area. We know that that state government priority development area does need trunk infrastructure. Ripley Road badly needs upgrade, but also a number of other roads in those areas that the state government are responsible for, responsible for do need to be done. The way you're describing this, Mayor, is that basically all quarters of the city are in urgent need of major dollars for major infrastructure. Yes, and I'd say that's because back in 2017, the state government had a a, um, a regional plan for southeast Queensland when Ipswich would take in 30% of the growth. Unfortunately, we haven't received that corresponding infrastructure funding from either the federal government or the state government to allow that infrastructure, to allow that growth. So it's quite urgent and it's quite um, desperate that we do need this funding right now so we can build the infrastructure so people can move around. People are discovering Ipswich. I think we were SEQ's um, best secret for a long time, but they've now discovered it. They're coming here. They love our lifestyle and the, and the people that we are, and we really need that infrastructure now so people can move around. The Willowbank Amberley intersection upgrade seems to be one of the most pressing, but it also ties in with what seems to be forgotten, and that's a proposed western bypass route from Hagsley mm. across to Balloon to Willowbank, which would come in at that upgraded uh, intersection. Now, that preferred route was finalised. 20 years ago in 2002, mm. it still appears on Transport and Main Road's website. What's your feeling about the Western Bypass? That's another piece of infrastructure that we do need. But I guess in putting together an advocacy plan, uh, we try to put things to, to the government that are doable, that are ready to go. Uh, we do know from TMR that that is some time away. We do have the pressing matter of the Cunningham Highway, the Warrigo, the Centenary Highway and Ripley. So those are our, our four uh, key roads that we are really pushing for. The Ipswich Central to Springfield Central Public Transport Corridor was set aside some time ago by the state government. How long before this project would be shovel ready? Yeah, that, that'll take a, f- a couple of years now. Really delighted that with the city deal and also with the federal budget that came through last week, that the $1 million from the federal government is there. Uh, the state government said they'll put a million dollars towards it, so hopefully that'll be in the budget in June. And council have already allocated half a million dollars for the options analysis. Once that's done, then we do the detailed business case, which will actually have all the documentation ready to go to market. It'll make the project shovel ready. So look, we're a few years off being shovel ready, but the this is the first time that all three levels of government have actually committed money to the project. It's a really big step forward, Alan. It's a really big step forward for our community. So I know it's going to take a long time, but, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, it's no doubt a major project, a heavy rail passenger line from Springfield Central through Ripley uh, back into Central Ipswich. It'll certainly change the way we move around. And it'll also uh, enhance the North Ipswich Reserve, which you're now calling the North Ipswich Sport and Entertainment Precinct. You've secured $20 million from Labor in the lead up to the election towards making North Ipswich Reserve NRL ready, but I'm sure it needs more. It does. We're so pleased. So Shane Newman announced that the $20 million will basically get the Ipswich Sport and Entertainment Precinct um, NRL ready. So immediately what will happen is that the next business case will be done, which is the final business case for $2.5 million. But in the meantime, we couldn't hold um, NRL matches here last year because of our lighting. So it'll upgrade the lighting and do a few other things that will upgrade it so we can actually do broadcasting here. It will also upgrade the seating there as well. So it's going to do a lot of things. And what I like about this particular promise, one is that we need it. The other thing 
thing is the fact that everything that we do here uh, will be carried on as the stadium grows. So nothing will be wasted. Now, lastly on your list, the Ebenezer Regional Industrial Area. It doesn't actually roll off the tongue, but it's a large tract of land out beyond uh, Willowbank Raceway there in the motorsport precinct. What are you looking for here? I'm, I'm thinking roads, power and water. Yeah, look, it's obviously not a, a very sexy acronym, um, but basically out at Ebenezer, we know that there's a massive amount of industrial land out there. Um, it is uh, the proposed site for inland rail to come through, so we would love for that to be an intermodal terminal there. And intermodal is just a very fancy name for saying that you're changing um, anything that's on the, the train to another form of transport, whether it's uh, a truck or a, or another type of transport to go up to the Brisbane Port of Brisbane. So what we need is basically the state government to agree for that to happen and therefore put all that trunk infrastructure that you mentioned, so the roads, the water, the power, the sewage, all that sort of stuff that needs to happen. If this goes ahead, that'll add around $1.4 billion to our economy per year and it could actually create up to 3,500 jobs. So it's a massive project sort of between us and, and Bromelton with a, where it goes. So we're really you know, you know hard, working hard to make sure that these jobs come here. You've got quite an extensive list. Are you expecting a whole host of uh, political leaders to be appearing in Ipswich in the next few weeks? I think so. On the weekend, Jim Chalmers, who's the, the shadow treasurer, was up. Uh, we're expecting other ministers who have been out, around and about. So, look, I think it's really important for people um, in the to the federal election to contact the candidates, um, have their views heard. The best way that they can represent you is if you tell them your views and thoughts. And I just hope that all parties will, will listen to, to council for our advocacy projects. Uh, what council will be doing is that we do have a website now. If you Google Issue City Council and Advocacy, you will see all these projects with a lot of detail as to where it's at and why it needs to be happening. Um, and that'll be sent to all the party leaders as well as all the candidates and every candidate will give the opportunity to respond to it and we'll um, publish it and let people know how, where things are going. Mayor Teresa Harding, thanks for talking with Ipswich today. Oh, thank you very much, Alan. Thank you for the opportunity to explain these projects a bit more. As always, you will find handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.